Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. Good afternoon, Veteran Be Real listeners. It's Sergeant Be Real here back. I have Joe Palacios. He's a Navy vet. So all you Navy guys out there and all you want to be Navy guys out there, Joe's here to talk just a little bit about the Navy and a little about what happened to him as he transitioned out of the Navy and where he's at now, how he's doing, and what we're talking about. So, Joe, the floor is yours, my friend. Have at it. All right. I want to say hi and thanks for everybody that's serving, that's served in the past, and we're going to continue to serve even after we got out of the military. That never really ends. I was actually a damage controlman, which is the equivalent of a firefighter when I was in the Navy. Nice. I always thought I wanted to be a firefighter. I really liked the profession until I realized I couldn't handle broken limbs and yeah. brain matter. So I said, mm, I'm probably going to switch jobs later on. Anyways, I, I served abroad. I was stationed overseas in Japan. Uh, I was on board an amphibious ship, which is basically an Uber or a taxi cab for Marines. We used to pick up Marines from Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And then drop them off in the jungle, wherever Philippines, Southeast Asia, they go roll around in the mud for about two weeks and pick him up. Pick up your uh, island number nine. We'll be uh, picking up you guys. I did one tour in the Middle East. We, we, we were out there for about nine months. That was quite an experience. When we went to the Middle East, we became the official... <laughs> gas station for the special forces nice. so we had a landing pad we, where we could land two helos at a time and basically an admiral was on our ship and they ran uh, special operations from our ship so for a long time we did night ops and i was part of the night ops team making sure if a ship if a helicopter ever crashed we right, can yeah, take care of it yeah, and yeah, resolve yeah, yeah. it so that was pretty fun. I, I did that for four years i got out as an e5 i went in as an e nothing e1 Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I realized I wanted to get out because I wanted to go to college. I met a lot of officers, Yeah, some upstanding officers. I was like, God damn, you know, like they, if they tell me to run through a wall. I'm just going to say how fast. Yeah. On the other hand, I met some officers that I was like, dude, anybody can become an officer. So anyhow, uh, I decided to get out and I was I finished my contract in 2006. And I had no idea what I was, I was getting back into. So making a transition from the military active duty is challenging enough. Yeah. If you're stationed overseas, coming back home, it's even a little more challenging because you have lost touch or networks with people that you, in the civilian sector. So you're starting from zero. Yeah. And it's very hard just getting a job, setting up for school. I decided to go to community college right away because in California it's free. Right. The, for two years, community college. And my transition was difficult because we did a, the transition assistant program tap mm-hmm. overseas. And the guy that was teaching it 
have been stationed overseas for like 20 years in Japan, had never lived in the States. He stayed over there. So whatever he was telling us, he has zero experience of how, as far as how to access a lot of the benefits that would qualify from medical right. or the VA to how to actually apply for you, your GI Bill, what to look for. So coming back, I was in a rush. And when you're in active duty, you're so used to having the schedule. You know the plan of the day. You wake up, you have your uniform. You know that at 9 o'clock, you're going to do X, Y, and C. At 12 o'clock, you're going to do this. In the civilian sector, it's pretty much, there's no schedule. And all of a sudden, you get, you start going down the wrong path because you're like, what am I doing? You're not connecting with people. You're perhaps sitting in class and you're looking at an 18-year-old and yeah. their issues. And you're like, what, why? That's not even an issue for you. Uh, <laughs> You what feel you a little disconnected. Yeah, what, like, what, the, what the hell are you complaining about, right? Yeah, shut and, up. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing about the Navy is we like to drink. I mean, if uh, in the Navy, or at least on my ship, I'd like to say probably only 5% of the ship didn't drink. Yeah. So that's something. If you're happy, you go and drink. You get promoted, you go and drink. You get demoted. Well, we'll go get a drink after you get out of yeah. restriction, Cat, right? Cat, yeah, captain's mask, we'll get a drink. It'll be good. <laughs> and unfortunately, that becomes your medicine when things start to go south. There was a point where I was drinking way too much. Right. And I could have easily gone down another path. And it was starting to affect my school, my studies. And I realized that I actually had to stop hanging out with some veterans that were my high school friends. Because yep. we were not good for each other at that time. Been there, yeah. <laughs> so what really helped me was there were other veterans in my community college that were ahead of me and they kind of showed me the way they, they were, they instantly became mentors. Like, Hey, this is how you get access to free books. Hey, if you go to this nonprofit, they're giving free books for veterans. You're saving four or 500 bucks. So I started slowly kind of catching back onto society because the transition period is very rough and challenging, especially if you don't have family or friends and you're just kind of going to school by yourself, yep. it's going to be tough. But I'll say this much. If you play your cards right, you can come out pretty well because with a GI Bill, if you go to state school, you don't have to worry about paying tuition. You don't even have to work if you don't want to, or you can do work studies through a VA and you can really just focus on what you want. But I think the biggest challenge is knowing what you want to study. I felt like a lot of veterans got lost in the two-year program because they didn't have a goal. They they didn't say, they will change your, I know a veteran that changes major like five times and you waste all this time and money and resources. Mm -hmm. So whatever job you have and whatever you want to do in the civilian sector are not going to be always aligned. So from my experience, what's helped me now is if I want to do a job, let's say I want to, I don't know, I'm just pretending. If I want to be an AC technician, I'm going to find an AC technician Talk to him or her and be like, hey, what do you do your job? How do you do it? And what's the pathway? You got to find people that are actually doing those tasks and then try to model how they got there. Right. So I kind of, I kind of, trans my transition was kind of, it, it was kind of bad because I was just drinking a lot and sp spending money on stupid crap because I had cash more than <laughs> your average college student. Right. And finally, it hit me. I, I met a veteran and he has his stuff together. He has he, he, he was about to graduate. He was getting a job with a prestigious stock trading firm. And he told me, look, if you finish your degree in finance, I will get you in with Goldman Sachs. $80,000 to start. Don't worry, I got you back. I was like, I, I'm going in. Yeah. Uh, well, I graduated in 2010. And <laughs> there were no jobs in finance. 
So I guess that time is you gotta be flexible, and military teaches us to be flexible. Not only to be flexible, we need to to learn to adapt, overcome, and, and thrive. And that's in our DNA. So I think a lot of the, a lot of our military training, whether you were whether you were in the army, the air force, what is the other one called? The Boy Scouts, puddle uh, yeah, jumpers, uh, yeah, like five guys or whatever. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The Coast Guard. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, we got to bang on those guys every time. Yep. But on our seriousness, you got to find people that are actually doing the job and learn from them. When I graduated, I was applying everywhere. I, I was pretty lucky to do internships. I did a lot of internships, and I did one with the Census Bureau in Washington, D.C. They actually flew me all the way from California to D.C., and I spent an entire summer over there. And I was like, you know what? I want to work for the federal government. I thought that's what I wanted to do. But career, it makes sense. I could get some of my TSP money. My military time will count towards my retirement. And I started applying and applying all the federal jobs I could that I could apply to. And eventually, I got picked up by the IRS two weeks before I graduated college. So I was just like, this came out of nowhere. I hated that job because I worked in collections. <laughs> Nobody likes the IRS. But I was lucky enough to stay there and still keep going to school at night. Because at that time, they extended the GI Bill. So I said, you know what? If I can't get a job when I graduate, I might as well go get my MBA. Right. And I continued. Once I graduated from my MBA, uh, there was a position open with the Department of Labor, and I became a federal investigator. I used to conduct fe- federal and, uh, civil and criminal investigations with union officials who never stole money, misappropriated funds, or anything that was not legal. Yeah. And I did that for two years. But then I realized that if I really want to make money and I wanted to do something completely different, I needed to do consulting. And I quit the federal government and I started doing labor avoidance. So I'm a labor educator. I help companies out whenever unions try to come and organize. I educate the employees on their rights. I train management and a little bit of HR. So I started my own company back in 2015. And the first five months were brutal because I was trying to get big contracts. And I didn't have the experience or the network or the contacts. So I scaled back and said, you know what? I'm trying to hunt whales in a canoe. I need to start fishing for little guppies and then build up. But Just whales for a little while. speaking now. I'm not from Japan or... But yeah, I like whales in the ocean, not fishing them. Let's clarify that. But one thing I learned was to go back to your training, find someone that's already doing it, join their team, figure out how the secret sauce is done, and then you can replicate. Right. I've been in business since 2015, and right now it's very challenging. I don't know many businesses or small businesses that are still operating. I'm still operating, but I don't know for how long. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to overcome, do whatever it takes to, to continue operating. Yep. But I think the most important thing is go back to your military training. The basics, we never give up. We know when to retreat. We know when to attack. And most importantly, we know, if you ever need help, if you're really down on your luck, the VA actually has programs for people that are unemployed and they will try to find you a program, I mean, a, a job. It might not be the most pleasant job, but in these times, you don't need the best job. You just need a job. And if you just got out, if you just got out, use your GI Bill. That's the best income you're going to have until you know, we get back, we get going. I think there's a lot of lessons I learned, but the most important thing was use your veteran status to help you. 
I'll give you an example. What right now I do a lot of training. And when I was on the ship, everybody's a firefighter on the ship. But my job was to train every new person that came on board with basic firefighter. So I was supposed to be the expert. That's what has helped me because I use that reference and I tell the corporate teams or, or any companies that I was a, a trainer for my ship. I've been a trainer since I was 18 years old and I learned different types of learning patterns. Adults learn through visual cues and through readings and through actions. They have to actually do it. So I, I learned that early on in my career. And you can use whatever you learn, whatever skills you had in the military, you have to be able to transfer them into, into the civilian sector and say, this is what I did. And this is the equivalent. Don't get too technical because not all. If you were a Marine and if you were a 0311 and you were in Fallujah at that time going house, house to house, you don't want to say, no, you know, I was house cleaning, a different type of clean. But what you can say, you know what? I'm very knowledgeable and organized <laughs> urban settings as far as <laughs> uh, surveying the empty apartments. You've got to be able to use your whatever you have. Not, I wouldn't say to, to lie, but to make the equivalent so people understand why your, your past experience was like and how you can do it now. That's what's most important. Yeah, I think so. I think you're on the right track there. I think a lot of, I think I tell, I tell a lot of veterans, man, just get out and use your GI Bill and max it out. Use it because that'll give you time to get your feet under you, get a, used to the culture of the civilian sector. You could intern and do things to kind of moonlight and figure out if you really like that job or not. There's, there's a lot of things. So, I mean, that you, you gave a lot of good insight, Joe, because I think a lot of guys see they got to get out and get a job right away. Well, look, if the, the military is going to give you a GI Bill and they're going to give you a stipend, if you're a full-time student, they're going to give you that BAH for an E5, which is whatever, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever. So you'd have a little bit of income just because you're going to school. Plus, like you said, there's nonprofits out there to help you with books and help you with other things that you're even saving money that way. So I'm a big believer in, look, even if you don't necessarily want to go to college, go to a trade school, even that, go become a mechanic, go become a boat repair or AC guy, like you said, whatever it could be, but use the GI Bill. That's why a lot of us came in anyway, initially when we were high school kids, we did it so we would have college paid for later on. But a lot of guys forget that. They think they just want to get out, be an entrepreneur, or start a business or whatever. But hey, man, that shit's hard. Why don't you go to school, learn how to be, go to business classes or go whatever. See if it's really what you want to do because you might think you want to do it. But then when you get out there, it's not as easy as you thought it was going to be. And then you're like, now I'm stuck. So my big suggestion, I think it's good what Joe's talking about. Think about it, but go to school first. Get your feet back under you. Take it easy. You know, kind of work your way back in slow because you're taking classes. So it's a little bit more. You have kind of a schedule now because you know when you got to get up, go to class. Or you know when you got to go do your teacher's aid. Or, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is, is that there's those work aid programs they have while you're in school. The VA will help you, or the, and, the, and even usually, a lot, most of the universities will help veterans find jobs at the universities anyway. But I really think you're on the right track because I think, like you said, until you really get back into school even, you don't really know what you really want to do. No. You've actually kind of been around people that are talking about, like you're saying, like that guy with the finance thing. Well, that was interesting, so at least there's a, a thought. But then you're like, ah, you know, the jobs aren't really there, so then you got to – so, yeah, I think that's a lot of great information, Joe. I think a lot of soldiers, sailors, airmen – Coast Guardsmen, Marines, they all got to look at, hey, I got a GI Bill. As long as I got out with an honorable discharge or a general discharge, I can use it. So I need to use it. You know what I mean? Why not use yeah. it? But listen, I got to go at this time because I have to get back to a meeting. Oh, you're good, uh, it, Yeah, but if you need more, just let me know. Uh, yeah. I'll be back uh, more yeah. available next week. Thank sure you. Will. Have a good one. We'll reach out. Yep. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. 
Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here.